This is the Punk and Piledrivers Podcast with your host, Big Bad Boris. It is time for yet another episode of the Punk and Piledrivers Podcast on the Love Wrestling Podcasting Network. My name is Big Bad Boris, and I'm joined by a young man with a bright future. He is the future. Uh, son of Irish, son of Irish, how the hell are you doing? I'm doing very well, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, so you have something in common with last week's uh, guest, uh, Raj Singh from Impact Wrestling. Uh, you are a second-generation professional wrestler. Your father, of course, the Irishman. Um, when did you kind of realize when you were younger that your dad had kind of a unique uh, side hustle job kind of thing? Um, I would have to say when I was about four years old, that's when I first watched my dad. Yeah, that's when I first watched my first match of him. Do you remember who he was working in that match at all? Or oh, I I would have to say massive damage. I believe it was in a hardcore match. Oh, yeah, that was my first show of watching my dad get beat up. So as as a young kid, and you probably weren't really kind of smartened up to the business. Do you remember what was really kind of going through your head watching your dad get get? get beat on <laughs> well i actually at the time what was running through my head was um well when i see my dad bleed at the time i was crying because i was obviously this little kid and i didn't know exactly what was going on or if he was actually fighting this guy or not so as soon as i seen the blood i just as a kid went to shock and i was like is my dad okay <laughs> it was just one of those things as a kid it's like oh my my dad he's hurt I actually crossed paths with your dad many, 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 about 20-ish years ago. I uh, My first gig in wrestling, I took pictures for a company called CCW that's been gone for a very long time. Uh, this was probably before you were born, to be honest. Um, <laughs> uh, and I know he was wrestling for CCW, so that's when I first came across him. When did he kind of smarten you up to the, to the business and kind of let you know what, that you know everything was okay and he was cool? um around i want to say six seven is like when he slowly started talking to me about it like hey this is how wrestling goes and like we take care of each other and as a professional you got to trust the other person that you're in the ring with and we're entertainers so we're entertaining the fans and the one thing that he said to me the number one key is trust and he looked at me and said if you trust me you got to trust that i'll do this well did, did it blow your mind a little bit? How did you take the that? At, when, when he said that, I was more shocked. I was like, all right, wait, are you serious? Like, <laughs> how can someone bleed and do that stuff that well and not be actually hurt? When did you decide that this was something that you wanted to try? I actually got into professional wrestling at the age of eight is when I started my training. Eight. And then when I was 10 years, yeah, I started when I was eight, like doing basic bumps, arm drags, headlock takeovers, hip tosses. And then um, around age 10 is when I actually went fully hard into wrestling. And I uh, trained at Beverly Bronx with Monster Pro at the time. And I just gave it my everything. So you can't work a show uh, for, for many years after that. So like you were pretty sharpened up by the time it was time to start wrestling actual shows, right? Yeah, by the time I had, well, let's see here. I had five years of wrestling experience before I had my first match. Did you do other things like refereeing and, and, and selling hot dogs and tickets and then working the door and all that other kind of nonsense? 
Well, actually, uh, when I first started like training and everything, I was the ring boy for Monster Pro, and okay. I was just getting into it. And when I was doing my training, I got my grandma to make me custom gear, and I used oh. to go by that name Kodiak when I was like eight years old. Okay. And then um, with wrestling and everything, I was the ring boy, but also doing the music and everything to actually get the understanding of how the cues work for wrestling and how the matches work and the music. See, that's cool. And I wish that there was a lot of guys that kind of had that experience as well, because that's a big part of, of, of you know, the, the production side, as I always say, is such a big part of putting on the show. So I think it's really cool that you got a chance to get a hand in that and kind of see it from from the other side of the curtain, so to speak. Oh, yeah, man, it was it was definitely a good experience. I also did ref as well, because um, as in professional wrestling, the one way to get your foot into the door to be in shows is starting to ref. Mm-hmm. and just keep training and get better and then eventually over time you'll get thrown into shows pay your dues and wait yeah you pretty much just say yes to everything just anything can you do this yes absolutely i can do that yeah pretty much i got asked if i wanted to do music i said yes i got asked if i wanted to be a ring boy or a ring boy um the yeah i guess the ring boy so i went around and collecting everyone's gear for them I just continued to do that until I finally got the opportunity. And my debut match was actually when I was 13 years old at the Italian festival. Okay. Well, we're going to get to that in a second. Um, who had a hand in training you? I know obviously your father had a, had a big hand in that, but I'm sure there was other people brought in as well. Um, I definitely got to give them credit. Massive damage was a big one as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, my tag team partner, Chris Parrish did a lot of it with me. So the three main guys, it would be Massive Damage, my dad, the Irishman, and Chris Parrish. So besides watching your dad, I'm sure you watch a lot of other kind of like wrestling on TV, WWE, and the such. Uh, who are some of the guys that influenced you? Maybe do you kind of want to pattern your style after? Oh, I would have to. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, growing up, Batista was always my favorite. But as I realized, I'm not as big as him, so I couldn't really do half the stuff that he could do. So um, watching Rey Mysterio gave me a good aspect as, oh, you're small, so you're still able to take on these challenges. And no matter what these challenges are, if you have the heart for wrestling, you're just going to give it your all. Yeah. Did you go back, because you're a younger guy, did you go back and watch a lot of older stuff or do you kind of stay a bit kind of contemporary? I personally, I like the Attitude Era. That was one of my favorites. I prefer watching old indie wrestling more so than the new stuff. But a lot of the stuff that you see nowadays, it's, I haven't seen some of the moves that guys pull off now back then. So it's mm-hmm. kind of crazy. So I watch both. But if I had to pick, I'd say more old style is for me. See, it's funny because you, I think, you know, I, I, I lived the attitude. I'm an, I'm an old man. I'm, I'm near death. <laughs> uh, but i find like when i go back and watch a lot of the attitude era stuff i find it it really doesn't hold up and maybe that's just me and maybe i mean obviously the you know the business has changed and i think the the, the some of the storytelling is is risque for the sake of being risque and i think a lot of the work is, is not super great I, I mean a lot of people still love it and want to go back to that but I, I find it doesn't really hold up myself oh for sure and like everyone has their opinion on mm. the attitude era for sure um, I'd have to say I'm in the same boat, but there's, I like the way that, um, everything was held up at the time and some of the storylines were kind of nonsense, but at the same time they did, 
um, bring the crowd and they invested their time into the fans to bring them back and make the stories. Some of them make sense at least. And in fairness, a lot of the stuff that we're seeing now is pretty nonsense too. Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. So talk to me about the first match, 13 years old. I mean, you gotta be terrified, right? Oh, I was, I got, my dad called me upstairs. I was downstairs doing math homework and then <laughs> uh, I got the call. My dad, this is how it went. I was doing a math homework and my dad yells my name. He's like, Cody, get upstairs now. I need to talk to you. And I was like, in the back of my head, oh shoot, I'm in what, trouble. What so, did I do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I slowly put my pencil down and I was rubbing my forehead. I'm like, okay, I don't know what I did. Did I do something at school today? What? Okay. So I go up the stairs and he tells me to sit at the end of his bed and I sit at the end of the bed and he looks at me and he's like, are you ready? And I'm like, ready for what? He's like, you're going to have your first show. And I was like, my first show for what? And he's like, don't act stupid. You're going to be in the wrestling show. And I was like, oh, really? And he's like, yeah, the Italian festival would be a fun experience for you. You get to go out there and have fun and just put on a good show in front of the fans. So, and, the Ita- um, sorry, the Italian festival, I'm not familiar with this. What, what, uh, what banner was like, what company was this for? um monster pro wrestling okay yeah um i think it was el nino that got the italian festival set up for monster pro and he ran those for us and got us hooked up for um those shows they happened in august outside yeah i don't i'm not too sure if monster pro wrestling still does them but at the time they were such amazing shows and good experiences to go on and just wrestle good crowds Oh, amazing crowds. It's fans. They, they hear all this loud noises and the bumping around and they just came and watched it. And I believe the time when it was mine, my tag partner at the time was Dalton, which uh, was uh, the kid or Kid Cyrus, I believe. Okay. Yeah, it was Kid Cyrus. Now he goes by Dalton Rogue. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, he yeah, was yeah. my tag team. Yeah, that was my tag team partner when I had my first match. And it was... Um, me and him versus Chris Parrish, my tag team partner now, mm-hmm. and uh, Sean Martins. Okay. And our, our first match together was um, number one contenders. If we won the match, we got to wrestle Parrish, Martins, or Maniac at the time at the next show for their tag titles. And then um, as we were wrestling our match, time went by, and then um, Dalton, known as Kid Cyrus at the time, hit his finish and then tagged me in. And then I hit my finish, and then we got to one, two, three. So number one contender in the first match. Yeah, that was my first match, tag match, and then we. I felt honored to be Chris Parrish and Sean Martins. They're one of the best in Alberta. So what did your dad have to say after the match? My dad, uh, when I went back to the curtain, he grabbed me and he gave me a hug, and he was like, "Very well done. I'm very proud of you." And he was like, just keep going to training, keep doing your thing, and you're going to be one of the best. Just give it time. Nice. And how did you feel it went? Were you happy with how everything went down? Oh, at the time, I thought it was amazing. <laughs> and it was it was great. I go back and I watch and I'm like, oh my, I messed up there. <laughs> I messed up the entrance. I messed up the finish. But you're always your hardest critic, right? I mean, you're, everything that you do, you everybody can, you know, people can see how they can improve and want to do better. So, Oh yeah. Watching it now, I look at it and I'm like, I've definitely improved on a lot of my stuff. I take my time with stuff now because back then I was more like uptight. So I wanted to get everything done because I didn't know exactly what was going on or how to remember a match or anything at the time. 
Yeah, that's one of the big things that you always hear, especially them telling like the young wrestlers, even if you think you're going too slow, slow down. Slow down. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a professional wrestling podcast as well as a music podcast. I love music and I like to have my guests come on and pick a couple of tracks to spin during the uh, the show. Uh, the first song you picked is by a band called Five Finger Death Punch, which I believe is like the, the hard heavy metal, correct? Oh, yes, sir. So this song is called Remember Everything. Uh, I pulled this song and there's some lyrics uh, talking about the, the, the guy talking about his father. Is there any kind of significance to this song or why'd you pick this one? Just listening to it growing up. Um, my mom and dad used to sing it all the time because they love the song. The band is one of my favorites. And um, the, uh, I believe it's the uh, drummer. When I was younger, I got to watch him do the monster truck rally and I got to meet him. Oh, cool. And he actually signed my um, monster flag at the time and I got to take a photo with him. So Five Finger Death Punch is a very good band for me because they were one of my favorites and I got to meet them. Very, very cool. All right, so this is a track called Remember Everything. This is Five Finger Death Punch on the Punk and Father Ever's podcast. But dear mother, I love you. I'm sorry, I wasn't good enough. Dear father, forgive me. Cause in your eyes, I just never added up. In my heart I know I failed you But you left me here alone If I could hold back the rain Would you numb the pain? Cause I remember everything If I could help you forget Would you take my Standing by you or being by your side Dear sister, please don't blame me I only did what I thought was truly right It's a long Take my regrets Cause I 
five-figure death punch, the first pick of Son of Irish on the Pumpkin Potters podcast. Uh, the first time that you came onto my radar, because I lived uh, for, for many, many years in my PWA bubble, and I never left my PWA bubble, and there's a lot of people uh, that, I, that I'm meeting and working with over the past couple of years for the first time that have been around for a long time, but I didn't really get a chance to work with them. Uh, the first time that I, that I, I, I you know, kind of you got on my radar was at the, the first clandestine show. You had a match with Michael Allen and Richard Clark. Uh, everybody talks about what a great night that first clandestine show was. Uh, what are some of your memories? Honestly, man, that whole show was such a great experience. And Michael Allen, Richard Clark, the longest name in professional wrestling. <laughs> um, he's definitely one of the best. And I will give him credit. He took very well care of me when I was younger. Mm. And he people don't give him enough credit because watching him in that ring, he is so entertaining. And I, I, I love I love watching him. The way he moves, the suplex off the middle rope. It's He's unbelievable, man. And he's ripped. He's ripped as shit. Yeah, he looks like a million bucks. He 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 loves to do. He loves to get behind the microphone and do the commentary with me. Um, that show also was, to my knowledge, one of the first times that like a a local Alberta uh, indie wrestling show actually uh, broadcast live online. So was there any kind of was that in the back of your head a little bit that this match is live out there for the world to see for free? Oh, this is. Um, knowing that actually pushed me and it was I was so nerve-wracking I remember walking through and looking at the crowd because that crowd was huge for such not such a big building yeah there were so many fans there and walking through and seeing the camera in my face like that close for the first time knowing that I was live was was an experience for sure and I was like wow I, I can't mess this one up because if I mess this one up everyone's gonna see it so we gotta just be our best yeah, and then working Clark's a pretty high-profile match. Yeah, that was the first time that I had done uh, any commentary that was being broadcast live, so that was definitely kind of in the back of my head. Uh, but by the time the main event rolled around and the death match rolled around, I had uh, had a couple of beverages. Uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Michael Richard Blaze said, "Go ahead and have beers and have a good time." So by the time the death match rolled around, I was. I was in a I was in a really good mood, and you can hear it by the commentary of the death match. But yeah, that whole night was really special. I think I have such such fond memories of that night. That whole night was amazing. I was only 15 at the time when I wrestled that show. So that night for me was an experience. Because how old are you now, if I may ask? I'm now 18. You are now 18. So you're you're a very young man in this game. I mean, I mean, what uh, what do you think the next five years or so looks like for you? The next like, five are, years yeah, for me is short term goals. Um, I really want to go wrestle in Japan and mm. uh, Vancouver is a big one for me. If I can go wrestle in Vancouver, that would be amazing. That's on uh, my checklist. I want to get that one done. Saskatchewan's another good one for me. I want to go wrestle there. I've been to uh, Calgary and Lethbridge, but for the next five years, I'm just going to give wrestling my absolute hardest and keep my heart in it. Yeah, we're seeing a lot of uh, like a, a big talent exchange going on with uh, with BC right now. There's a lot of the, their guys coming up here, and a lot of of Alberta talent going over to wrestle for WrestleCore and NEW. And I think it's it's a really exciting time to. I'd like to actually go down there and do some work as well. There's some really exciting promotions yeah. going on down in BC right now. WrestleCore would be a fun one for me. I would like to wrestle one of those, and eventually NEW as well. But again, it comes with time and you just got to be patient because patience is what gets you places, right? 
And you're kind of like in, 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 in a similar way to, to Michael Richard Blaze when he was, was that age. You're a young man, but you, you've got a lot of experience just because you started so young. Yeah. Um, I've had a, a talk with MRB as well, and he told me the best advice that he gave to me was just keep doing what I'm doing and don't let anyone tell me what I can or cannot do because the only person that is stopping me is myself. That's so pretty, if I know I can do it, I can do it. That's pretty damn good advice. Um, let's talk about what's going on in Love Wrestling. You have been uh, a mainstay uh, uh, of Love Wrestling since its inception. The the one loss record is not exactly sparkling, but you've had some some tough opponents and some really, really good matches. I appreciate that. What and are, yeah, tough opponents for sure. What are some of the ones that stick out in your memory? Oh, I'd have to say... I'd say um, Andy Anderson for sure. He was he was a battle. Thirty minutes. That you know, was I beat, a battle for sure. You know, I beat him, right? Oh, really? <laughs> yes, Andy and you I know had what a that match. means. <laughs> what does that mean? That means you're better than me, man. No, you no. are the future. <laughs> no, far, far <laughs> from it. I uh, I enjoyed that match a lot. Uh, what was it like to work uh, with somebody who has that kind of experience? Did you learn a lot from Andy? Oh, I did. Just just listening to him and just getting to talk to him and the advice that he gives to you is amazing. He's definitely a guy because he's traveled literally everywhere. Mm-hmm. A guy that wrestling him could open doors for you as well. Uh, the other one that sticks out to me was the match you had with Jack Pride. I'm a big Jack Pride fan. Oh, I think yeah. the sky's the limit for that guy. And I think he gets better every time that he gets in the ring. And you guys gelled really well and I really, really enjoyed uh, uh that match especially the finish <laughs> well the fin i definitely felt the finish for a week after that my uh back was not feeling so great but working with jack pride is he does not get enough credit and yeah he is a bad guy or a good guy whatever he decides to be at the time but i like jack no matter what he is jack or pride i think he's a good guy but beating me up that was that was kind of harsh but professional wrestling you got to do what you got to do yeah very 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 talented guy um that's a good question you just brought up uh uh considering how many years you have in the business how young you are how's the body feeling right now is it everything going along as it should be any major injuries oh i've the only one i've ever really had was uh i tore all my back muscles in grade seven i took a, a buckle bomb in the corner but i went over the buckle so my back actually hit the ring post oh okay. and when i did that i ate my back hyper extended and all my back muscles they got torn and i got put out of wrestling for nine months was that training or in a match i was at training we were oh, okay. just uh it was me i don't remember who uh, did it but that it, doesn't matter it's it it's a bad bump i took a bad bump so i just accidentally hurt myself but everything's all healed up and everything feels good now? Oh, yeah. I feel amazing. Excellent. My right body on. has never felt better. Beautiful. All right. We're going to go to your second track now. And this is a, a song you picked. It is your entrance theme. Uh, a lot of people really like the, the, the Celtic punk, like the, the Dropkick Murphys and Flogging Molly. I'm not a big fan of the, of, the, uh, of the Celtic punk myself. But this song, whenever, you, whenever, you know, whenever it thumps out of those speakers at the, at the rec room, it gets everybody pumped up. Uh, shipping up to Boston, the Tropic Murphys. Obviously, this is your uh, uh, your your entrance music. But why did you pick the song today, and why did you pick it for your entrance music? Uh, growing up, um, actually, 
Dropkick Murphys was one of my favorites. And I came across the song and I showed it to my dad one time. And I was like, hey, dad, I think you should use this because it fits your gimmick, The Irishman. And he listened to it and he looked at me and he was like, wow. And for the past, I want to say, 12 years, that's been his theme song. And then as soon as I got rid of Mystic and became Son of Irish, he looked at me and told me that I have the honors of using his theme song. And I've taken a version of Shipping Up to Boston and made it my own. And I mixed it with Enter Sandman. But you can find the song on Spotify as well. Oh, very cool. All right, so this is the Dropkick Murphys. This is Shipping Up to Boston on the Punk and Pal Drivers podcast. That is the Dropkick Murphys on the Punk and Podrivers podcast uh, with Love Wrestling's own Son of Irish. We've seen your dad accompany you to the ring uh, for the uh, number of matches now in Love Wrestling. What does that mean to you? Is that a special thing to have him come out there with you? Just having him by my side means the world to me because I don't know if anyone knows every post that I post with me and him. I always have a quote that says TFSD. And exactly what that means is the father-son duo. Mm -hmm. so just getting to have him come out with me to his own theme song letting him or letting him let me use it is an honor to me as well so i don't want to be the first person walking out i want to see my dad walk out knowing that the song is what it is because of him right on um so coming up on the 26th of this month uh you're involved in a four-way match uh number one contender match for the love wrestling challenge championship uh this one's going to be a banger this i think is is potential to steal the show it's going to be uh, uh jack pride uh sean moore making his return to love pro wrestling i believe he was on the very very first show and he has been kind of on excursion to mexico 
uh, and he is back involved in this match. The fourth competitor, for some reason, I eludes my brain right now. Travis Williams. Oh, that's right. It is. You're right. It is the golden boy, Travis Williams, uh, and yourself. There's a lot of talent in this match. Uh, This is a tall order for you, but I think this one's going to steal the show. What are you thinking about going into this one? Um, this, I definitely got to say, I have to, I don't want to be that guy that has to switch up my attitude, but this win loss thing, the wins and losses doesn't really get to me, but everyone's getting all these opportunities at the gold. And I think this could actually be a time for me to show people that I don't call myself the future for no reason. And now that I know that it's for a title, I'm going to go in there giving it my absolute all and hopefully come out as the winner. I'm not going to get overconfident because that can definitely screw you over. But just go in with an open mind, give it your all, put your heart into it, and wish for the best. Because you've come very, very, very close to to like these these matches you've come up short in, in love wrestling over the last you know six or seven months. Uh, you've come very, very close to winning just about every single one of them. Very close, but that's very close isn't enough of taking the wind, unfortunately. But no matter what, I'm going to continue to do what I do best and I show people why I call myself the future because I'm just that good. So besides wrestling, what other kind of things are you into? What do you do in your spare time? Um, I used to play football. I played for Team Alberta for a little bit with okay. my best friend at the time, Kelvin Shivers. Um, I played it in junior high from grade seven all the way up to grade nine. And I got MVP all three years in a row. What position? And then um, once I, I was wide receiver and backup quarterback. Oh, awesome. Okay. Yeah. So it was, it was another fun time for me. I got to use my speed and agility against other people. So that's how I figured how fast I actually could be. Rugby was another one for me. Okay. Um, I got to play rugby for Paige at the time. And then my buddy Kelvin was also there. And then I quit because I realized, you know what? Rugby is maybe not for me because I'm not the biggest guy around. But it looks like from, from your, your sporting history that you're not afraid to get in there and mix it up. Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> I love wrestling. I did amateur for a little bit as well in high school. So that also helps out. Did you have any success in the amateur wrestling? I did. I uh, In grade 10, they wanted me to coach, so I coached some. And then I straight up told them that I don't think it's best if I am the coach for amateur wrestling because I'm a professional wrestler. I do entertainment. So getting to do that, I was learning while coaching the team, I guess. But I wasn't really coaching. I was learning from them mm. as well. So I would um, say it was a uh, success for sure. Awesome. So... Uh, what other bookings have you got coming up? Where can people see you up in the next month or so? Um, September 3rd, I will actually be at the Norwood Legion for Real Canadian Wrestling. I'll be making my return, I want to say, in, for about two months, a month and a half. I'll be back at RCW. And uh, August 26th, I'll be at the Rec Room for LPW, tearing up the house. I can't wait for that match. I'm so excited to call that one. Me too, man. I am feel honored to be in that match with the three of them it's going to be such a great time all right so uh hit us up with your social medias where can the folks find you on the internets on instagram my instagram is soi garcia 12 and if you want my wrestling account it is the future son of irish and my facebook is cody garcia canic 
And my Twitter is the future son of Irish 12. Right on. Is there anything else that you want to say to, to the, the listeners or the fans out there uh, about son of Irish? One thing about son of Irish is it doesn't matter if you like me nor hate me. The motivation that you guys give me by hearing you boo me or cheer me just pushes me to do my best. And I appreciate every single one of you guys for coming out to our shows and supporting the wrestlers and what we do. And if it wasn't for you guys, we truly would not be where we are today in professional wrestling. So thank you all. Well said. Well, thank you for taking a bit of time on a Wednesday night to hang out with me, man. It's uh, a lot of fun. It's been a pleasure, man. Thank you for having me on the show. All right. So we are going to go out to another new track from my favorite band, which, of course, is the Almighty Sloan. Uh, They announced a new album uh, about a month or so ago, and the first track uh, was released a couple weeks ago. Just this morning, they uh, released a video and a new single called Scratch the Surface. It just came out. You can find it on your social medias if you search for that up. Uh, I really enjoyed the song. I think this new album is going to be a lot of fun. So we're going to end off with uh, Sloan Scratch the Surface. If everything goes according to plan, next week I will be joined by Thaddeus Archer III and Warren Barris. Ah. My, <laughs> my uh, broadcasting partners, as we are going to preview the uh, Love Pro Wrestling and Outcome the Wrestlers Live event on August 26th. So look out for that. Enjoy this new track from Sloan, and we will talk to you guys all next week. When you're alone in the city, no one knows your name. Alone in the city, everybody feels the same. There's something